You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standards, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. Now for a lesson. Konbanwa, Anime Attacker Show, Yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Attacker Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata Gosokura Okinishi Nanada Soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Yes, indeed. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Anime Ataka Show. Really trying not to say small screen spoiler show. <laughs> this is episode number six. I, of course, am your host, CJ. I hate and joining. Wait, what? I hate CJ. I hate. <laughs> and you're Somebody removed my it. notes. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, I oh, I know what it was. Uh, CJ. I hate the way that I taste, boat, and joining me into the magical world of anime are Justin, or you know what, Josh, <laughs> the taste of danger, McGrath. I mean, we're pretty similar, so. You are. Uh, Carrie, don't get me started on this Hannes uniform, Wilcox. I love that you gave me that quote. Uh, she said that, and then I saw her uniform, I'm like, no, that is exactly what Carrie would say. <laughs> and... Raul Boku no Darling, Garza. Hello. Uh, <sighs> so uh, I want to just point out real quick that uh, Chris Sabat is a gem. Is an absolute gem. And not just because he makes an, uh, an amazing All Might. Uh, the superior, in my opinion, of the two of them. because Strictly because I uh, listened to him first. So I kind of have a bias on that one. But also... I want you to listen to his grandpa Piccolo. I trust you can handle the baby food, Chi-Chi. I've got two boys, thank you very much. I'll be fine. I'll see what they've got and throw something together. Pan likes hotcakes made with tuna and tofu leftovers, finely chopped carrots, onions, spinach, and broccoli, and definitely no celery because she hates celery, got it? Uh, yes, sir. She's a fast crawler and likes to explore, so keep an eye on her at all times. She likes her fish book, and when you make her bunny, go hop-hop. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Piccolo confirmed best dad, mom, and grandparents. You know what he reminds me of too is like kind of like um what's it? Patrick Warburton playing a grizzled military officer, except he's saying all this ridiculous stuff. Yes. I just that was just amazing, and Glorious. I don't. I don't watch a lot of the. Would you dub. make her bunny go hop hop? <laughs> I don't want. I don't watch a lot of the dub because I mean I watch it enough on um, this, and I got yelled at by AJ, my son, because we went back and wa tried watching the dub because I didn't think he enjoyed the Japanese uh, the subs, and he goes, "Daddy, we've already watched this episode." Okay, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Actually, the most jarring thing about watching the original, the the subs, is getting used to Goku's voice. I hate Goku's voice. I know it's historical at this point. I know you but... actually get. 
I actually gotten used to it because it is so high pitched. It is. I just I I still don't like it. Like I, I deal with it, but I just I don't like Grandma Goku. It'll be real weird when Bulma comes back around with the new voice actress. That's that makes me sad because I actually like the way that she was bringing the Bulma character in Super, and it's just it's a tragedy that she passed so soon. Hmm. Um, but um, hey, Josh. Yes, CJ. What are we talking about tonight? Other than making bunnies go hop hop. Ah, well, uh, start of a new season technically. Yeah, it so is. we've got some uh, some new shows coming up. Uh, saying goodbye to some things that we will miss and some things that we will not miss in the least. <laughs> Look at you, Junie Tyson. Uh, so for the next however many episodes this winds up mathing out into, we'll be digging into the record of Grand Crest War. Uh, same director, uh, writer as it as yeah. uh, Record of Lodos War, which is some old school anime fantasy hotness yeah it is uh i got my first um anime vhs from blockbuster and it was like record of lodos war cj stopped being me for a second (laughs) i remember reading about it in the gigantic bible thick right stuff catalog and always wanting the dvd that i could never get them holy crap i need to watch this anime it is old school and it's fantastic. It, it Speaking looks- of old school, we've also started up Card Captor Sakura, the clear card arc, because it's shoujo bullshit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we are still talking about the one, the only, the spectacular Ancient Magus Bride, because the anime gods decided to gift us with a 26 episode season. Oh, yeah, they did. Oh. And my personal hype pick for the season, we dig it into some more hotness trigger mecha action with Darling in the Franks. Uh, The only reason we're talking about Record of uh, Grand Cast War, by the way, is because my hype pick for the season is put on Netflix and they're deciding to hold all of it until the season is completed and then all release it all in subs and dubs at once. Thanks for doing that for Seven Deadly Sins, Netflix. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Sad. That yeah, that makes me that actually made me angry. <laughs> like, I was so mad about that. Especially when simulcast oh, is the is the future of anime. You're just and asking for, it for other anime. They're just asking for people to pirate it. They are. And like if if I did not want to be like a fully, you know, legitimate podcast, I don't like pirating things. And I'm not going to ask everybody to do so. I mean, I still have it, and I refuse to. It's strictly on purpose because I actually want to support what the official release is. Um, so it, it just it's irritating. And I had to unsubscribe from three Reddits and two Facebook groups because of it. Wow. Because <laughs> oh, they're all pirating it and talking about it. Yep. And even though I'm way past it on the um, manga, it's just it's irritating. Because yeah, they're posting I, gifts and stuff like that, and just, stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the point now where if something is not available and not licensed in America, I'll go ahead and grab it off the internet. But if it's available legally in the United States, yeah, exactly. Support so the official release. So the whole thing with uh, Seven Deadly Sins, the 
No one's simulcasting it. No one. Well, it's because Netflix owns the exclusive exclusive rights for rebroadcast in the United States. And they, instead of doing what they're doing with another anime, is they're holding it. And it's because the dub of on Netflix has gotten such higher numbers than the sub. And they can't and they don't have the um, production budget that well, not production budget, really manpower or I'm guessing voice actor power to do what like Funimation does. So they're just holding it until the end and just releasing it in one Netflix level dump. Um, oh, yeah, and by the way, those listening live, go ahead and use that at title to add some new things to geekioshow.showbot.tv. And if you feel so inclined, we have a Discord. Go over to geek-io.net slash Discord to join us there. But before we get into show discussion proper, for those who are listening on VOD or uh, podcast, we'll be right back after some words from our sponsors. So, um, since we only have one episode of Darling in the Franks to begin with, let's begin with that. Yay! So, the reason why Josh and I are so excited about this, uh, among besides the fact just giant robots, which, I mean, let's face it, Josh and I is all in on that one. Uh, this is from a little studio called Trigger. Those who may not know that, as in probably Dale, who will ask in a couple seconds what that is, it is from some of the biggest uh, anime that has been around for a long time, uh, Kill la Kill, which is a fantastic show about a girl in an uh, alien outfit that grows on nakedness. Um, I never saw when supernatural ba- battles become commonplace, but that sounds fun. Um, Kisniver, which is... Probably one of my favorite anime ever created. It's that was a damn good phenomenal. one. Phenomenal. It's, it's the one with like the super, like the mental powered kids and the weirdness. If there's it's a there, that did Kill la Kill, doesn't that mean they also did uh, Gurren Lagann? Yes. No. yes oh, yeah. They did. Gurren Lagann was the male coming of age story. Kill la Kill was the female coming of age story. Um, his Niver is sort of like a group yeah. thing. It's very, very philosophical in the best way possible. Kisniver is Gurren Lagan is not one there. Yeah, Gurren Lagan is not on their Wikipedia. <laughs> I think were they still Gainax when they did? They must have been because Kill the Kill is their first and I'm doing a little bit more research on this. That is their first series as uh Trigger. Yeah, because the the thing with Trigger is Trigger is comprised of some of the best from Gainax slash production IG. So these guys go all the way back to Fully Cooly, actually. I was actually okay. just about to say that. Didn't they also do uh, Fully Cooly? Um, they also did Little Witch Academia, which is a fantastic show. Like, really, really great. Like, uh, my daughter has watched that entire <clears throat> series three or four times by now, both subbed and dubbed. Um, <laughs> She discovered she could switch the uh, languages on Netflix, and she's literally with one episode in dub, one episode in sub, one episode in dub, one episode in sub. That's adorable. Um, 
and this another reason why this was a big one. They they're partnering with a itty bitty little it, small small um, animation studio in Japan called A One, which is responsible for pretty much any anime you've ever liked. <laughs> uh, Fairy Tale, Black Butler, uh, Blue Exorcist, Idol Master. If you're into that kind of thing, Sword Art Online. Uh, <laughs> Let's just say they have their finger in a lot of pies. Yes, um, Persona and Four. Most the of those pies were delicious. Yes, Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> so yeah, they they are all over the place, and like I said, they are pretty much responsible for any anime that you have ever liked. Blend S, Record of Grand Crest War, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll be talking about soon. Uh, basically, they they are the production company. I'm getting yeah, they're like the they're like the publisher as opposed to the. Uh, people who actually design it. Yeah, that's all trigger because you don't bring trigger on and not let them do their thing. Yeah, it is very obviously them too. Like, I, um, I mean, I just actually rewatched Kisniver mid last year just because I loved it so much. And yeah, like just that that animation, you do not let them just not do that. Um, I mean, that's like, I don't know. All right. Uh, um, but all right. So, Darling in the Frogs. Hey, Josh, what's the what's this show about? Since, since well, you're the hype man. <laughs> I, being the hype man and having watched so much of Trigger stuff and mecha anime in general, even from the first episode, this looks like it's going to be a damn interesting series because there are very prominent and strong tones, uh, both on the surface level and even in small design choices like the students' uniforms, that this is going to be a story about male and female gender roles and pairing. Yeah, I can see that. And what relationships mean. And, like, I I think, like, they're kind of telling a a broader overarching story here with their stuff, it looks like. Because you had Gurren Lagann being the boys' coming-of-age story. You have Kill a Kill being the girls coming of age story. You have Kisniver being about the power of friendship, basically, <clears throat> and the bonds between people platonically. And if you go way back into their, you know, their records, you've got Fuligully with being a story about puberty, basically. Yeah. So and... I'm, I'm, I'm fairly positive that with Darling in the Franks, they're going to be exploring actual, like, romantic relationships yeah sexuality from that's definitely kind of what they're really uh what i notice it too like the way that the males and females are positioned in the mechs and the relationship that they all have to the, form the actual uniforms yeah the boys have red x's and the girls have inverted y's other way around uh yeah right you're sorry <laughs> i'm very tired i've been at work since 8 30 this morning and just the, the great thing about Trigger is that they're so over the top and so in everything except Kisniver, completely ridiculous. Yeah, Kisniver, every- like if you went into that expecting the weirdness that you got in Kill a Kill, <laughs> boy. <laughs> but everything is so metaphorical and meaningful. Like for the longest time, I refused to watch Kill a Kill because I thought it was just another fan service show until I read and breakdown of the series that explained what everything in it actually means. And it's like, Oh no, this is actually really good. Sorry. Yeah. Back to you, Josh. I just got excited. It's okay. Like- I mean, getting excited about things is why we're here. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in traditional trigger fashion, we have what appears to be a story about, at the very, very least from the get-go, male-female relationships through giant robots. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they went the Pacific Rim route. Yes. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Pilots. Hmm? These, these mechs that they're using, the Franks, need two pilots, male and female duo. Um, I haven't quite yet been able to decipher why exactly they refer to the pilots as parasites, but yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, and like they had, like they were talking about negative energy and positive. Well, I mean, light and dark, male and female, yin and yang, hormones, negative, positive. Yeah, and that um... that all so far makes sense. Uh, and then we find out that you know they have all of these uh, kind of hub civilizations. Cities and bottles, basically. Akin yeah. to, Across, say, um, Judge Dredd. Uh, using American literature for a point for a primarily American audience. So th- things don't look exactly uh, positive. And then you have these things that are apparently called Klaxosaurs. Yes! Robot dinosaurs! <laughs> Robot dinosaurs... That shoot laser beams from their mouths. Yes! <laughs> and those designs are so fucking cool. Oh my god, yes. The art on them is amazing. The the detail that's on them. The animation is amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's the first episode, so you don't want to put too bad of an animation in there. Well, yeah, I just hope that, I mean, that's true. That's pretty traditional in anime is the first two episodes are always like number one that's your that's your best people traditionally that's when and then like we got with um judy tyson and them where at that point it starts to plummet very quickly until the last couple of episodes yeah but this is gaydax these are the people responsible for neon genesis evangelion all of the best fight sequences from og naruto yeah no they're they're usually like you never really got that kind of thing even in more recent stuff with like kill la kill like and they went two seasons with that one so they had and it was all mostly really good um animation quality yeah and the transformation that they had (laughs) the weird ass kill la kill level transformation yeah the robot just becomes anthropomorphic because fuck you that's why i'm like okay (laughs) You, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, oh my god, which Gundam was it in, in G-Fighter? The female... Uh, Nobel Gundam? Which one? Nobel. No, it wasn't Nobel. Uh, I mean, it, it's obviously harkening back to um, Kyoko's outfit, because, I mean, it's a straight-up, like, rip from that. <laughs> was it Norway Gundam? Blonde hair? Yeah, that, that that's that's Nobel Gundam. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the one gonna... that looks like Sailor Moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with the robot guy. Yeah, do not argue <laughs> with Josh on this one. <laughs> you will lose, and I will laugh at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, at first, I thought it was just going to be, uh, it's going to be a fan service anime, but I I've got to give it a few more episodes. It, it kind of is, but only in the particular fan service that it is, like, the fans that align with this, like myself and Josh. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I did notice a little thing. I don't know if you caught it, 
like the whole I don't want to call it an overtone that's like the kids are just meant to pilot these robots. Yeah, that and, that is their purpose in life. These were these were, these were kids pulled from an, an orphanage, orphanage apparently. Yeah, and uh, Hiro was going to go back to it, but um, yeah, in traditional fashion, uh, things don't end well. And yeah. they kind of pointed that out. Like, yeah, nobody goes back to the orphanage. I wonder why. Giant robot dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> and if you noticed, the like leaders were holograms. Yeah. Well, not only that, but you didn't even get to see their faces. Like the the main officiary that was conducting the ceremony, he had like a straight up like sun wukong monkey mask on yeah it's almost like the adults don't matter in the show and it's not even just a point at it's not even just a shot at it. it's like it but it's just it, it is like a thing like these are not people that they're important but not the people that you should be focusing on yeah i mean you even have the the pervy doctor yeah you have you have the master roshi yeah, of course you do. The, the, the mecha master roshi excuse me oh, yeah. <laughs> oh i'm so sorry this this man is half machine at this point. Yeah, he is. And the uh, I am three hundred percent okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like so much more that we need, but we only got one episode because it came out what Saturday? Uh, yep. Friday. Friday. Oh, we got a Friday anime this time. And, yeah. Well, the, the the thing is, it was only the first episode, but it already gave us a lot to think about of what it's going to be going forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we have the fact that the entire point of these kids is to pilot these machines in in duos, male, female. And they have, have to have some kind of power behind it. We, we have the fact that these kids are not given names. They are assigned serial numbers. Yes. So they're that disposable, despite this quote-unquote you know, huge honorable position of being one of these Franks pilots. To the fact these kids give each other names. We have the fact that uh, God, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name already, but pink-haired. Zero uh, two. Zero two. No, that's not right, because she doesn't have an actual name yet. No, she her name, she says everybody calls me zero two. Oh, uh, double zero. Yeah, double, double zero two is her designation. Everyone yeah. calls her zero two. Zero two. Uh, oh, okay. The, the fact that she is apparently genetically half Klaxosaur. Heart robot dinosaur. And so she... good luck figuring out how that happened. <laughs> I, I'm guessing genetic modification. Has to be, yeah. Oh, where's the fun in that? <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm sure if you look, there's already uh <laughs> I'm sure there is. Her concept, uh, her, uh... Oh, there's there's that uh there's that cracked article about the, the dinosaur porn. Oh god, that <laughs> taken by the T Rex. <laughs> It's a real book. Jesus. Of course uh, it is. And we also know that uh, she kills. Uh, yeah, she a... tends to kill her pilots. Yeah. Which is another interesting level to the the, the layer of the subtext they're, uh, they're, they're, they're sprinkling on here is they also generally tend to refer to them in terms of pistol and stamen, which are flower categories. Yep. Hmm. As they're trying their best to dehumanize the human elements of these giant robots. But for what purpose? Like that's that's where the issue is. It's like we don't know the purpose that they are trying to dehumanize them, other than the fact that they are just completely disposable and they're expecting everybody to die, fighting these awesome-looking robot dinosaurs. So yeah, and I that, mean... that, that's another interesting thing that they've done so far is unlike a lot of other uh, super robot shows or what have you, 
where they kind of like cock tease you with the series main mecha. Like you get the goodness right out of the gate, pretty much. Oh, they yeah. actually don't show you the other Franks. You get like a bust shot of the one that was in the loading garage before the attack starts. And that's it. They actually give you the goodness from the get go. Yeah. Like, Hell, Both uh, forms of it, like yeah, that's like, you get the you get the cool cat form and the weird anthropomorphic lady. That I, I have to admit, like that kind of was, that was real weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I remembered it's trigger, and I'm like, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, I, we can't wait I, for I more like episodes of this thing. I am so stoked! Like I, I am so. If I wasn't in before, like I am one thousand percent in on this one. And next time we meet, it's going to be two episodes, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, anything else? Watch no. it. Yes. Yeah. And if you haven't watched Kiznaiver already, go watch that too. Yeah. If it's got Trigger's name on it or Gynax or IG, Production IG, you're probably not going to hate it unless you hate fun. No, I mean, there are people who are full-blown anti-anime and um, – those people would hate it because these kind of these guys uh, pretty much invented the modern method of telling animation anime at this point. Like, if you hate modern anime, Krieger slash their previous names are pretty much the reason for it. <laughs> so, do we ever get um, the main character's name? Hito. Oh no no number. Zero zero six. Yeah. Zero zero six or zero sixteen. I can't remember what you think. It's zero sixteen. Okay. And could you go with a more generic name, Hero? Well, I mean, that's the one that Naomi gave him. Yeah. And she was supposed to be his partner. Yeah. But again, going off of the fact that they appear to be delving into relationships with this one, not they all relationships work out. Yeah. They didn't have the chemistry, so. And she gets crushed. Yep. She did. No, don't, don't get attached to Naomi, guys. <laughs> well, not everyone comes out of a relationship the same way. Yeah, some of them come up flat like a pancake. <laughs> okay, so which one do you All want right. to do next? Uh, let's go down the line. Uh, another new show, uh, Record of Grandcast War. Episode this one. hand of mine glows with an awesome power. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, again, uh, I was real mad in the, uh, in the slack about uh, Seven Deadly Sins not being released on a weekly thing. So just in an attempt to um, stave me off from going off on a rampage, <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, guys, let's, let's watch this. <laughs> and I'm like, fine, I'll watch a stupid show. It's stupid face and stupidness. It's not going to be Seven Deadly Sins. I'm going to hate it. And what and is it? I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, life lesson for you all here, everybody who's listening. If a glorious, glorious man named Justin Carroll tells you to watch an anime, don't ask questions except for where can I find it? <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I just told I like my first anime VHS was this after watching a because I went I watched a bootleg version of Akira. Um and then I was like, nope, I'm going to go to Blockbuster to find more of this anime stuff. And then, of course, there's Dragon Ball and all this stuff. And I'm like, OK, I watch that on TV. And I'm like, OK, what is this record of Lodos War thing? And that pretty much set and me. Who on, is this hot elf chick? Right. And that pretty much set me on high fantasy uh, anime. like <laughs> And shoulder pads. 
and shoulder pads. Gotta love the shoulder pads. So many shoulder porns. I mean, pads. <laughs> um, Por- yeah. Porn-drins? If uh, if uh, shoulders are your thing, man. <laughs> um. So we have um, seemingly generic hot elf uh, or hot lady mage uh, making fun of the fact that she is generic hot lady mage. <laughs> um, uh, oh, what the hell is that name of that anime, though? The one where the uh, dragon slayer or. Slayers? Slayers, yes. Oh. Where it's just like really over the top. This show kind of accepts the fact that uh, if you are watching this, you probably have watched their the previous stuff. So they're like, "Yep, this this these people watching this are John or savvy enough that we can poke fun at this." So generic mage lady hates the fact that she is generic mage lady, and makes fun of herself for that, and uses her generic mage ladyness to try and get some bandits. And then generic night guy comes in, and she makes fun of him for being generic night guy. <laughs> And she like literally just powers him up to go conquer a kingdom. Yeah, for, for her own purposes. Yeah, you're yeah. my bitch now, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Let, let let me make a contract with you so that I can use you to my own ends. <laughs> like, who's using you? This at this? Who's using who? And who's protecting who? Right? At least she's open and out front with it. Like, she is not trying. She like her her reasons obviously are hidden, but the fact that she is attempting to control him for her own means she's right out there in uh, in the open with it and he's completely cool with it <laughs> please 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 mistress whip me please hit me more so they're at the uh when they're facing the lord she was in no danger at all no when he comes at her with the sword no not one bit and she's she like, was oh no and she's like he jumps in and saves saves her yeah, because she let him save him, save her. And I, this is like, all right, so we kind of went into a very serious discussion about BDSM relationships with the ancient Magus Bride. And this is a kind of deconstruction of uh, high fantasy and femme dominance BDSM relationships. <laughs> um, with, you know, magic. What is it? Freedom <laughs> and- Federation and fantasy... The factory, Fed- the factory Federation and the Fantasy Alliance, something like that. I so yes. Uh, Anti magic and magic. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, and it's just it's really well done animation, and like I said, it's it's over the top, and they they are aware at this point that the viewer is genre savvy enough to understand what's going on here, and is willing to poke fun at itself in all anime. And unlike uh, Junie Tyson, uses anticlimax very well in these first couple of episodes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, it's like because oh, no, I mean, this thing is going to eat him, and he was just a a passing NPC. <laughs> hey, you have power that I that I am not allowed to have for some reason. Uh, you're mine now, okay? You're pretty. <laughs> yeah. And then it's, it's going to get six episodes in and it's going to show that he actually died at that point. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's just that awesome uh, assassin butler guy just controlling his body. Yeah. The, the, the footman. Yeah, the footman. You're a shadow. I'm just a footman. <laughs> 
her foot oh. mat, the strongest. I love, uh, I love, you know, uh, not Kratos. That was fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Oh yeah, that was very obviously a shout out to Kratos. Like, <laughs> I have made my body harder than steel. Oh god, my eyes are still vulnerable. <laughs> and again, anticlimax. <laughs> harder than steel. Huh. Uh, your eyes aren't covered. <laughs> okay, I didn't get to get to the second episode, but okay. Oh. Well, but yeah, there you go, go. Go ahead. So. Yeah, I, I I probably would see it coming because, as you say, it is aware of itself. Oh, yeah. And I love the fact that it's aware of itself. And I just sincerely hope they don't continue to hit that button like uh, some other shows that we've discussed on this. Uh, actually, I could think of two on the show on the show that alone that we've seen with both Black Clover hitting that same button over and over and over again and Junie Tyson hitting that same button over and over and over again. Unlike those two, though, this one has a pedigree behind it, and I kind of, I sincerely hope they don't use that um, and fuck us over with it. Well, the fact that I already care more about the cast we've seen so far than I ever did about the vast majority of the characters on Junie Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, like so far, the only I mean, characters. Goodrow. Uh, so far, personally, I've only met the three characters. The uh... The mage, the knight, and the demon seal holder, which we've only know. I I only know his name, and we know he's he's he he's the rogue because he just sneaks up behind that lord like stabby stabby yeah step, step. yep. But yeah, I mean, so from what it looks like, it looks like it's going to be like a oh, I'm going to get more seals to get more powerful. Got a crystal mall. I just, I just hope that there's some kind of like purpose behind it because right now he's just kind of like he's kind of Gokuing it with I'm just wanna I want to do this because I wanna I want to get stronger. Um, and they get into why why like the root reason of it in the second episode, which is actually very touching. Um, but then like she points out the flaw in that one already, like you know. You could have done this, and you could have left already, but you're still here, um, and you don't really have a reason for it. Uh, so, Theosama... He got his crest? Not yet. Okay. Um, other than the fact that he made his, which kind of indicates that maybe others are granted it for... Maybe it's passed down like bloodline or something like that, but he apparently hmm, made his, and I'm wondering if that's what triggered her to be like, hey, I can use you. Yeah, because they mention uh, the bandits that attack them are like, hey, the uh, our lord has promised me a crest if we take this mage out. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, wh where they come from, you know. <laughs> well, they, they did imply in the second episode, the last yeah. half of it. What's up? There will be no shoulder shaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the night bro. Yeah. The, the, the hilariously awesome night bro and I love his character already. Yes. Gives Teo his crest. He's given one by association because Teo's reaches a certain rank. Yeah. And so very clearly these things self-propagate by becoming powerful enough. Yeah, and I like in the first episode where the mage, I haven't memorized the names yet, so. No, there's Theo and Silica. Okay. Well, um, Silica and, says that you, you uh, can make Silica. Yeah, yeah you, yep. you can make a contract with one mage yeah. now. I noticed yeah. that too. 
her name being yeah. Silica. <laughs> and then the uh, and then when he as soon as he ranks up at the at, during that episode, the the older mage from the previous Lord is like, I want a contract with you too. Yeah, it, so yeah, he's ranking, he's leveling up pretty quickly. Um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I mean, like I said, yeah, they're using anticlimax again, which seems to be Japan's mo now. Um, but they're doing it right. They're doing it right in this one, but we kind of thought the same thing about that the first couple of episodes of Juni Tyson, and I'm str- yeah. it, it, and again, these guys have a pedigree behind them, and I, I'm allowing that to give that you know a bit of a push that juni tyson didn't have but juni tyson burned me bad see here's here's the thing juni tyson was pretty much nothing but anti-climax yeah yes, it was... there are there are artfully placed anticlimactic moments in record of grand crest war however there are other payoffs elsewhere yeah okay then i gotta finish watching this right after the show yeah, you do. It's real good. Um, yeah, the second episode is what sold me on the series. Like the first one, I was like, okay, I can see where this might have some promise. And then the second one was where I was like, yeah, I want to keep watching this. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it it certainly didn't hurt when they introduced a certain character, huh, Carrie? No, she's. I liked her a lot. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I also love how CJ knows exactly who we're talking about. <laughs> well, you say she, and there's really only other one other she character in there. And true, yeah, she's fantastic. Um, the one thing I am concerned about because I like you. Friends. Let's be friends after the battle, right? <laughs> uh, the, the the one thing that concerns me is something that's only been alluded to so far in the opening sequence. Because like most anime, they do give you like little split second glimpses of the ensemble as it's going to be assembled. Yep. Ancient Mega's bright. Oh, so excuse we, me. We 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 got to see Nightbro before he was introduced in the series and becomes Nightbro. We see the female character we all love. There are two characters that have yet to show up but are shown as being part of the ensemble. And that is a pair of uh, twin girls with uh, each a single pigtail off the side of their head, opposing sides, of course. Yep. Uh, who are shown for a split second in the opening doing some badass swordery in tandem. However, in the ending theme, they're both shown wearing maid outfits. And I'm like, sitting here, God damn it! if this is ReZero... I was about to say, they're, they're literally about to ReZero you. Again. With the what twin? I'm about to strangle someone. I liked ReZero... I really did, and it, Rem and Rom are great. Not, it was not my cup of tea. I don't necessarily hate that particular archetype. I despise the fact that they're referred to as the Oni twins. Mm. Those are not Oni. Yet. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. All right, okay. Before uh, uh, Josh... Goes over and the, strangles the, CJ. Um, the, 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 those are the series given fap fodder to self statues. Yeah, not gonna argue. That 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 is the furthest point from what Oni are about. And I'll hop off my yokai soapbox now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, again, I mean, Rem and Ram are Oni as well, and in that terminology, and you know, they're fap fodder. 
like I said, I, I understand. I really understand how some people cannot really dislike uh, ReZero. That is one of those ones that I will never be up on a soapbox. Like you don't like this? No, no. There's there's a lot wrong with that one. But for some reason, I think it must. Just, I well, I know what it was. It came out when I needed something just to turn off my mind to, and that was perfect for it. Uh, turn off my mind and also simultaneously think about it, and it hit that itch right when I needed it. So I mean. But that's one of those ones that I will never try and defend because it's it's not perfect. <laughs> um, so uh, card captor Sakura, clear card. Uh, because it's shojo bullshit. Shojo. Oh my god, this brings back the nineties so hard. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god, is it so, okay? I've been so jaded with like animes that do like that one eighty flip. I'm like kind of waiting for that in these first two this episodes. Is, no, this is no. not Madoka. No, this, this is not Madoka Magica <laughs> at all. Um, this is 100% pure. Pitcher, saccharine, shoujo. It's, it's more Sailor Moon than Madoka. Like, okay. Well, no, no, because I'm like... Cause we I'm, may get I'm, a little bit more dark than what it's the first couple of episodes, but we're not getting it any more than what Sailor Moon gave us. Okay. It's, not the, it's not a mind fuck. No, okay. no, yeah. not in the least, because that would that would piss off so many people in Japan if they did that. So, no, no. I hated the first episode. I hated the first episode, and I like shoujo anime. Um, the The voices irritated me. The animation was good. Um, and then I realized I am a thirty something year old man with a daughter. Hey, daughter, watch this with me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and watching her light up watching these couple of episodes. So I rewatched the first episode with her and I watched the second episode with her and AJ hated it. AJ hated this show. <laughs> he walked off. Like he walked out of the room. Like we got done watching Dragon Ball Super. I'm like, Hey, we're going to watch a show that I want to watch with Kia. And I want you to watch because she watches Dragon Ball Super with you. Okay, daddy. And we got through the first episode. He goes, daddy, I kind of don't like this. I'm like, oh, just give it a second episode. I didn't like it either. And it's a little bit more enjoyable watching Kia. Just, brighten up the room watching this show and second episode he's like all right daddy i'm gonna go and play in my room now i'm like okay buddy <laughs> um and just watching her reaction to this entire thing and up to and including can i dress like her at dragon con oh and especially now she got her hair cut short uh so it's right at sakura's length and she and i'm like you know what I will make that happen. <laughs> I might have to get to work on that Yuko cosplay I've been thinking of doing. <laughs> she asked me if I could be, um, what's his face? Um, Kuro? No. Koya? Karo? Karo. <laughs> like, no, I am not being Karo. <laughs> oh my God. I it's need to not do going to happen. It's going to be a process, but I... Uh... There's one cosplay that I kind of want to do. Raul wants to dress up as Sakura too, and I'm completely for it. Do you do? No. From- <laughs> no so, no. So, wait. What's 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 the what's the cosplay, Raul? He's uh, tall. He's got a vest on, and then he's got an overcoat over that. It's the next That's anime. Like- the next anime we're talking about. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Which which form though? Um all of them. <laughs> well, the, the the skull one, but the hard part on the skull part is the the skull. <laughs> Dale says me? 
Wait. Um, no, you so wear I, a sports coat. <laughs> You're dressing as me. Yes. Da- Raul's going to cosplay Dale and it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> so there's this man. And I don't know if he still is performing or if any of his stuff is on the internet. But when were you at that Otakon, Josh? With with the stand up comedian, or was was that one that I went to with Joe? That must have been with Joe. Um, there is a man who he is a very tall um, black man who lost a bet at a con. And because he lost a bet at a con, he had to wear his friend's card captor soccer costume. <laughs> at the con. That's amazing. it was so popular that he decided to make himself yeah. card captor soccer costumes and perform stand up comedy at cons in them. And thus, card captor Will was born. Hell yeah, man! You oh, own that shit. Like, it, it, like you I have two options: hate yourself for it, or you own it. And the right choice is owning it. So, and his show was really, really good. So, Card Captor Will, if you're still out there, please keep doing your thing. <laughs> so, um, talking about the costumes, does she wear like a different costume because her friend just loves making costumes for her? Yep. Yes. Oh, her friend loves more than just making costumes for her. But I'm not gonna get on that soapbox. Yeah, there's like I did some research back on this because I I had never finished the first one, uh, the first season. Um, so I did a little bit of research on this because D- Josh is like, here's these things that happen. I'm like, those things couldn't. Ha- I don't lie about shit like that, <laughs> bruh. This show's real weird. Not in a not in a mindfuck kind of way, but it's real weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> the only thing I remember about card captors when I was growing uh- up was that I was told that the American dub destroyed it. Oh, yes. Like... Uh, the American th- version, the dub and the censoring just destroyed it. The problem with the American dub of Cardcaptor Sakura is it tried to make it Pokemon for girls. Mm. Basically. And that that turned a lot of people off, including myself. Like... I'm like, I grew up loving Sailor Moon. There was no reason for me not to love Cardcaptor Sakura, but just listening to it like made me want to jab a sharp implement into my ears and never listen to another thing ever again. Yeah, the overly affected, high-pitched, breathy voice quality is not a good sound. No, especially not in anime. Like that, If you're going to do that, that's fine, but you have to give it like, that has to be sparingly, not every single character. exactly um but yeah like so re-watching it the second time i i enjoyed it a bit more um it's it's fluffy it is definitely fluffy um there's no emotion whatsoever it, it is i'm sure i i'm sure kia would disagree with me uh but it's, it is it is your standard um 15 minutes of nonsense and then five to ten minutes of resolution. Which is and 90s anime in a nutshell. It's shoujo bullshit. Like it is exactly that. Like it is it is most of the episode full of uh, relationship building and then five, ten, fifteen minutes of uh there's this bad thing that has to happen. And that's fine. It's it's rote, it's tropey, it's fine. Tropes aren't bad always. 
this this and, gave us what we promised, what it promised, which was more shoujo bullshit. Yeah, and this is Card Chapter Sakura. The original Card Chapter Sakura was written exclusively for young girls. Mm-hmm. This Card Chapter Sakura, I have a feeling, is written for those adult young girls to watch with their own young girls. Yeah, I could see that. And so, yeah, a show that's catered that's catered to children, you're statistically likely going to have more obvious tropes and any flaws in it are going to be more glaring when viewed through an adult perspective. Oh, trust me, I watch I for some reason still watch freaking Yu-Gi-Oh animes. I understand. <laughs> oh god, I'm sorry. Oh my I don't CJ. know why I can't stop watching them. CJ. I don't understand. I, I hate myself for watching them. Okay, um, okay. The last Yu-Gi-Oh! I saw, holy shit, uh, was the bike one. Card games on motorcycles. That Yay. was the last one I saw. And This I, one's Reigns. It's in VR. <laughs> hey, Utena had sword duels in cars. Yeah. And occasionally a chick becoming a car. That was, in, that was only in the movie. It's it's real dumb. It's just, the Yu-Gi-Oh is real dumb. Reigns is so ridiculous. Um, but I still watch like I said, I still watch that and I occasionally watch Card Fight Vanguard. So tropey ridiculousness, I get. So <laughs> nothing real shocking in these first two episodes. No. It, we, this we, is exactly what I expected. I mean, we, <laughs> we do get a, a few like little tidbits as like why are the cards that she collected suddenly clear? She's having dreams about a hooded figure and one of her friends is not calling her back with what he thinks is going on. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the middle school, the, re- the reincarnation of cloud Reed withholding information. is really pissing me off. The, 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 the blue, the blue haired British kid. Yeah. That's the reincarnation of the original creator of the cloud cards. Oh, he, he, he knows shit and he's withholding information. Yeah. It's Cause he's busy banging that teacher. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> um, like my I, other I, problem, I, I don't know any of these characters. It's like going into Dragon Ball Z, not seeing Dragon Ball. So you have plucky protagonist chick, yes, her lesbian friend, okay, the half, the half Chinese boy crush, okay, the adorable animal sidekick that turns into a fucking badass monstrosity when he needs to, okay, the father and older brother figure who remain completely oblivious despite all the complete bullshit going on around them. Yeah, I mean the the <laughs> brother is like, how dense can you be? The yes, the white hair, the white haired glasses dude who is some kind of construct around another one of the plucky animal sidekick things, and um, maybe also possibly the, older brother slash father figure. Totally oh not gay for older yeah. brother. Yeah, totally not gay. No, not, not whatsoever. <laughs> and that will never be addressed because Japan is still weird about homosexuality. Yeah, he's just going to sleep over tonight. Nah. Don't ask about the banging noises. Well, okay. <laughs> Rhythmic slapping. <laughs> well, then you had Yuri on uh, on uh, ice. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's different. Figure skating has Johnny Weir. Everyone knows what's going on there. <laughs> kind of like free. Like nobody pretended that free was not what it was. <laughs> Something that was only made to appease rabid fanboys on Twitter. Yeah, fan. Yeah, we'll go with fanboys. 
Um, uh, what are the yeah. what are the uh, where, what the hell like? Uh, Frick. Um, the girl like rabid girl like fan fan crushing trope that they like that people like to call them. I forget what it's called. Um. Frick, I forget. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So the rest of your cast of characters in Card Captor Sakura consist of the blue-haired reincarnation of the guy who made the cards originally, uh, his companions, who are the little black teddy bear thing that turns into a badass thing when it needs to. I think Hot Teacher Chick is also technically a fairy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about the other characters in that particular setting. Um, currently not pictured is half Chinese kid's uh, jailbait best friend. <laughs> Uh, they have not yet shown Drill Tales, not husband teacher, because these are elementary students. I mean, middle school students now, so it's totally okay. Yeah, absolutely. Japan and person in the cloak who is probably Sakura from the future contacting herself about some great cataclysm. But this leads me to my main issue with Clear Card thus far is that we've done this story already. There was a point in Card Captor Sakura where the cloud cards fuck up, and she has to personally use her own magical power to transform the book into the Sakura cards. And now, oh, look, all of the things have escaped from the cards again, but they're clear this time, so it's different. Because <laughs> we can market this better. And I do like that she's, she doesn't have a transformation, and her costumes are actually created. Yeah, that, that's the play off the Sailor Moon trope. Yeah, where like they just don't magically get traditional magical girl like card captain Sakura has always kind of just poked at that one a little bit. So does yeah. does the brother like come into the room and she's holding the staff, or did she get rid of the staff before? Because it kind of looked like I'd... she was still holding the staff. She may have still been holding it, but she has been in the cheerleading club her entire elementary and middle school career, so she's a baton twirler. Hmm. Because so of just, course she is. <laughs> so he just probably thinks like, oh, she's got some weird baton thing for school. But he he's he's onto it. And I would have I would love I would love in this series for him to find out. I mean, maybe he'll get that payoff, but mm. we'll we'll see. Clamp is a I, weird I, bunch of ladies. I want to make that cheesecake. It it'll be it'll be interesting to see if this gets a twelve or um, 24. 24 episode season. Uh, depends on how many cards there are. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding. Every episode is going to be a card. That's pretty much yeah. how Like I said, 15 minutes more, of relationship building, 5 to 10 minutes of nonsense. More, more powerful cards might do a two episode two part, but. Yeah, because yeah. a demon gustiness and then rubber room. <laughs> Which is weird because. Like, I guess that's part of them trying to differentiate it from the previous incarnations because in the previous incarnations, all of the cards were like either direct objects or anthropomorphizations. Hmm. Like uh, Gust was windy and it was a, a, a very blustery chick. And then there was the, there was like a water card that was kind of like an Undini looking lady. And the jump, jump, which was a rabbit. Fly so. was a bird. 
the, the, yeah. the fact that they're going with more abstract things like siege being a rubber room. The trap card. It's a trap card. So it's, like later you, on, yeah, she's either either way. In the original, like later on, she can actually use these, right? Yeah, that's the whole point. Oh. I mean, why we don't know. There was never much of a point for her using the cards in the first place, other than to capture the other cards. Oh, okay. There's rarely ever an actual overarching threat, as far as I can remember. That is the reason why the show is called Card Captor Sakura, not Card User Sakura. Hmm. Fuck all right. you all. <laughs> the, the cards only ever appear to fuck things up in her immediate vicinity anyway, so it's like... Um... Yeah, like, I'm sure Clow Reed made them for some purpose. If it's ever said what that purpose is, I do not remember it because it's been a hot minute since I've watched any of this show. <laughs> In summation, yeah. it's shoujo bullshit. It is. Yeah, and it'll be it, it'll be fun. And now I've signed myself up to watching it, regardless if I want to or not. Um, so, <laughs> and admittedly, it's kind of what I wanted. Like she. It, Kia likes watching anime and Little Witch Academia, like I said, she fell in love with. I'm like, hey, let's watch some shoujo bullshit together, and maybe I won't hate it as much as I did before. You, you will enjoy watching this show with her. I gathered. I, and I infinitely liked watching these first two episodes a lot more than me being a 30-something-year-old man trying to hide the fact that I have uh, middle school girls on my phone at work. So... This has been relegated to weekend viewing, not because of anything bad, but because it's real awkward to being a 30-something-year-old man with high school girls on your phone. Or middle school girls on your phone. Bad enough that I'm already that anime guy. I don't need uh, that hanging over me. <laughs> right. Yeah, because if there's people at your work who think anime is only certain genres of show, the last thing you need is trying to explain away card capture Sakura. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's uh, finish up the shows that we've all watched with, of course, The Ancient Magus Bride. The show uh, that if you don't like it, you're wrong. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I do. And it may take me a couple of d episodes to get used to it, but I kind of hate the new intro. Like You're, you're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. And like, and like Raul said, it's like it's putting your best foot forward and then yanking the carpet from beneath you like. I I hated um, peace sign when it came on for uh, hero, my hero and like about halfway through I'm like okay and then they took that away from me and I'm like fuck anime yeah I mean they're all not going to be hits <laughs> but the thing is it's like the first opener for Magus Bride was so strong and so unique and so iconic for this song that for the show now. And then for the second opening, they gave us a song that, while on its own, is a pretty good song. It sounds basically like every other anime opening ever. Exactly. That's it sounds saying. wrong. Yeah, like this show yeah, needs sweeping too... like intros and things like that, not standard poppy music. It sounds too upbeat. Yeah. The other it, one, it, yes, it did have its beats. Yes, it was. But it, it was like that great minor tone, the... the... And, and yeah, minor, the minor key, key yeah. yeah, that's just like things okay. can have a fast tempo without being upbeat. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that was the thing. Was one of my favorite things about the original opening theme was the fact that it had that flamenco flair to it. Yeah, 
It's just something that you could bop to and enjoy and just love. And then this one is just all that. And it's weird. It's so weird. And for any other show, I wouldn't care. (laughs) But but, But the problem is because we love this show so much, this theme, this opening is tonal dissonance. Yes, absolutely. It, it it feels like it belongs on another anime. Yeah, like if the, if this was on literally any other anime, I wouldn't care. But it's just this show is better than that. Yeah, it needs something distinct. Yeah, and the first opening gave us that. Oh, did it? And it's going to be hard to get that emotional punch that you got out of the last one with when they put it into the show proper. Um, oh, oh, definitely. When they when they threw theme song power up into that that episode, it's like, oh, fuck, yes, we're doing this. Yeah. And it's going to be nigh impossible to get that out of this. And have it have the same impact, the same punch. I kind of hope they just don't do that this time. I kind of like just let it be the opening, fine, whatever. In twelve episodes, we'll get or next season we'll get another one, whatever. Mm. And I'm sure, like like I said, you know, three four episodes into it, we'll at that point be numb to it to a point where it doesn't bother me as much as it does, but like. It just, it really bothered me. Okay, let's go past the beginning now. And <laughs> no! On to the actual episode, East West Home's Best. Welcome back from a two-week break. It seemed like forever. Here is this gloriousness. <sighs> Whew. It's harvesting yeah. season. Yeah. The sheep bugs are the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Shearing season is just the best. of his rising. And the fact that he herds them all and it's just great. <laughs> he has his own pile and he looks at her like, no, these are mine. <laughs> you are not sure. These are mine. <laughs> but as good as Rick Ro- is just the best boy. He is. And just showing that not everything that is great and fluffy in this show is as it would be expected to be. Uh, these bugs are going to eat your heat to breed. <laughs> yeah. The other foot had to uh, drop, right? Yeah, like, but then, but then, they, then, they, and then they ate the cold, and we're best buddies again. Just a fluffy goodness. <laughs> it, yeah, it it brought back the fact that we know nothing about this world, and it's amazing. <laughs> oh, and when he's, when he's like in, in when they're in the greenhouse, you don't need that memory. Oh my God! Wait, yes. Which memory the the story that Santa told her, or the one the, when the, he the transformed? fact that the fact that he almost ate her? Yeah. Did ah. I look tasty back then? Ah, and okay. You don't need that memory. Yes, I do, and you don't get to tell me that. And the fact that Chise came up to him, tackled him, and reminded herself that she is indeed a fifteen-year-old girl, <laughs> but told him to her to his face, "You don't get to tell me that. I decide what memories I want." And this is a memory of someone important to me. It is absolutely one that I need. And she's just like, impulse is a very dangerous thing. <laughs> blushing 15 year old girl because hey remember she is a 15 year old girl and for better for worse she loves this 10 foot tall skeleton dog thing oh the start of this episode i forgot to 
of her in the mage. Oh yeah, her as the arc mage or whatever, like yeah. the that flashing awesome. forward to her being super powerful. She say, "Yes." Oh my god, this isn't even my final form. <laughs> and uh, that that very very well set the tone for this part of the season. Uh, just straight up, this is Chise's growth season. Like we had that ball rolling with the the Santa season finale. And quote unquote season finale, like half season finale, whatever. Mid uh, finale. Yeah. Like for, that, first act, the first act, second act split. Yeah. And it is very obviously that this going forward is like you thought that this was Elias's story, Elias's story. Sorry. Again, Dub puts it out there differently because worth. you said it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Josh, uh, <laughs> um, that you thought this was Ainsworth's story. No, remember, this is Chisei's story, and this is where she is going to grow and apparently be an awesome archmage. And I can't wait to see that. And then they like completely at the end of this episode, she's a fox now. Yeah, this weird old man shows up and poof, she's a fox now, and the most amazingly drawn fox ever. <laughs> It's ancient Magus Bride, sir. <laughs> you expected them to cop out on something like that? No, not at all. Like, you could see the the fur on this fox move. Like, hoo, hoo. And, of course, Ruth, as always, being the best boy. Yeah. And then right into the second, second episode, like, not even a beat. Like, yep, she's a fox now. Not for long, but whatever. <laughs> like immediately into the second episode old man's like yeah i made her a fox what are you gonna do about it <laughs> and uh and any of the vod watchers i was watching this during the pre-show and uh you could kind of tell watching my face the uh emotional beats of this second episode oh <laughs> um <sighs> which wait wait we do get a little bit more of uh einsworth's backstory not backstory but like he might be a failure of something uh like yeah, he is. He it's it, they seem to be implying that Elias was made and not intentionally. Yeah, I'm thinking he is uh, the Wandering Knights and Magic's um, creation. Because um, obviously, especially in the new intro, uh, he's uh, put in there very prominently. Um, so obviously antagonist coon is going to come back um and uh and then he shifts into his weird ass dog form dog wolf quadruped form yeah travel mode activated it was was (laughs) so cold and lonely here without you i don't like the the, cold i don't like the the cold either the emotion in his voice (gasps) when he said it was so cold and lonely without her uh, Carrie's nickname initially was uh, Ninga no Sensei. Uh, <laughs> um, it just, it, yeah, just the watching those two together, like these two obviously broken souls. And oh, yeah, we got uh, freaking Chisei's backstory. Like, yeah, uh, little brother was alive and like, dad left dad left for why why did dad leave because dad is not just uh magus by proxy he has vision as well <laughs> like, uh, 
I'm wondering if he's going to show up again at the Sorcerer's College. Oh yeah, that that shoe will have to drop. Like, um, yeah, that 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 shoe absolutely because obviously. What if that was the other guy on the bird with Renfred? Gosh, you just made the show better. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying. So it, yeah, it, yeah. Why, why did Dad leave? And obviously, where's that, brother? Yeah, and that drove Mom to the edge. Like, I thought literally. <laughs> didn't brother well, die? No, no, no. Dad took the brother with him, and it yeah. seemed. From what Chise was saying, the dad is the one that was keeping the scary stuff at bay. Yeah, it seems dad. Yeah, absolutely. Mom was powerful because, you know, red hair only being born to power or whatever, whatever. Um, she, oh, she couldn't take them leaving and freaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, so it finishes up what started at the last part of the previous episode. And then, oh my god, the vampire succubus? Yeah. Yes. Both. Lana Siday. Yes. Yeah. Comes in asking for help because uh, Joel. Comes yeah. in my ass. She barrels in like a bat out of hell. Yeah. You have to save Joel. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And then she, uh, she jumps out. I'm going out. And th- oh. that, that's the thing, and that really speaks volumes to Chise's character. You Especially, need to come save Joel. She books it out of there in her fucking pajamas. Well, you can thank uh, the Fields Dragon for that one. Hey, and she even calls back to that. He smiled for me, and now I want to keep him smiling. Like, the, uh, Nevin, the Fields Dragon, uh, definitely made an impact on her. <laughs> um, and then so. She- Oh my God, Joel is at the end. I mean, it's yeah, he's dying. His, like, yeah. there's no turning back. Like, yeah, there's no yeah, evil curse. There's no nothing. Well, it's just time. well, time. Yeah, but also the fact that uh, even though she has not been eating him directly, she has been stealing his life essence just by being around him, essentially, according to Elias. Yeah, according to Elias, which, by the way, I was really excited to see human Elias again, because right before we watched this episode, I was hoping to see him again. This is um, great random showing up because, oh, yeah, Joel doesn't understand what's going on. Like, yeah, well, he's he gonna does, wanna, but he's going to want to see a human doctor, not skull face, dude. Yeah, <laughs> but immediately kind of sees through his stuff, I'm guessing, because he's so close to death that he's able to kind of part the veil. Yeah, are you um, the I'm guessing death? he actually saw Elias as what he is. Um, or he just knows from how yeah. Elias is talking, and I don't know. yeah, possibly. I mean, he he kind of knows there are supernatural things, like, but it, it, they don't get into the fact of how much he can see. And I think just him being so close to death was him being able to be like, "Yep, this oh. man's here. He's going to steal my soul." Whatever. And she couldn't admit to herself because she didn't want to. No, I don't love him. I I can't love him because then I would have to do something about it. Because that is that is her type. That is her species. They eat things that they love. That's the reason why they go over after poets. Like 
her entire purpose is to eat things that she loves. And as soon as she admits that he, that she loves him, she has to eat him and she can't because she feels actual real emotion for this man. Not just, Oh, I like him. So I'm going to eat him emotion. Yeah. And then Cheese shows off how much of a badass she is. Stays up for five days making a fairy ointment that has a 50, 50 chance of actually working. Because she cares enough that th- about this man to give them both this wish that she knows they both have. And she's, man, this show just on so many levels. Like, <clears throat> oh yeah, like it just <laughs> through these means of like magical, magical creations and stuff like this shows you what it is to be human. Like, and I'll get to that point again later um, about a show that I'm going to talk about in the second half. But this show is essentially just what it is to be human and what it, you know, what that actually means in the grand scope of things. And yeah, we get awesome dragons and firebird girl and stuff like that. But in, in reality, and that's what Elias is searching for. It's kind of what she says searching for is just what does it mean to be human? And they get that through means like, you know, this. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like at this, the very show end. show is so good, guys. Yeah. And I after, was legit crying on camera because of this fucking show. So, so she makes the ointment so Joel can actually see. The woman that he loves and has known that he has loved for most of his life. Yeah. And like. And then he just that brief well, moment. That, that, where that's like, the thing is he makes the choice willingly for her. Yeah, yeah. It's like he he knows he, that his time is up, and he gives his life force willingly to her. Yeah, and I'll wait here forever if that means Joel will come back, and that's what got me. Like oh. her saying, "I will wait here as long as Joel comes back to me." That that got me <laughs> like and i this show is so is death positive a thing yeah absolutely no and well that's like, kind of japan like in america like in western cultures death is the end like there's like you get an afterlife if you believe that kind of thing but even if you believe that there's no coming back like death is it you either go to heaven you go to hell or you go nowhere in in Buddhism and Taoism, reincarnation is a thing. So, like, don't feel bad about dying because that just means that this this story's done. I'm yeah. going to come back and tell another story. Yep, death is the beginning of a new journey. Yeah, and this show just lets you experience that in a beautiful, tear jerking way. way. And it's, it's, you know, things dying is a part of the balance of existing. If everything lived forever, our planet would be a mess. (laughs) It's the circle. (laughs) And then they're like, they give you this happy and you get a little peek of Oberon. Oh yeah, Oberon's back. Things are going to get weird and fun. (laughs) And then it's like, you made that. I want that. (laughs) Okay, here. I want the rest of that. Very rare. Human mages aren't supposed to make it. Yeah, I'm not gonna get mad at you, but humans aren't really supposed to make that. It's a big no-no for humans to make that. Yeah, and then she vomits blood. Not not blood. 
not blood. Oh yeah, the that weird was black some stuff. Black shit. Yeah, the weird black cursed stuff that uh cat dude was made of. And uh her her ring shatters. Yeah. Like because even Einsworth was like, Yeah, this is very bad to make, especially for you and your frail body. So lots of magic being used in this. Yeah. And not the ring that she has, not not the necklace, her actual, I guess, wedding band that he gave her or something? No, it's not a wedding band because um, Angelica. Angelica was like, like, no, this goes on your right hand, your right hand only. It's the it's the magic <laughs> dampener. Um, yeah. But in the intro, we get a gold ring in the intro, you guys. <laughs> um, I caught that immediately. I'm like, she's holding, she's holding a gold ring! <laughs> But yeah, that that that's the thing is, while it is a very intense cliffhangery moment that like instantly inspires some dread, I don't think it's as dire as the situation would make it out to be, because before he shows up at Casa del Ainsworth, you get that shot of Oberon looking up and over. Oh, they're doing something interesting. And then, yeah, and then you have those two creatures in the bushes the spriggans yeah yeah and you and obviously spriggans don't particularly like casa de onsworth (laughs) at least that one doesn't i'm guessing it's a racial thing (laughs) well especially Um, because if if elias is something that was made either by um by uh or summoned by somebody else and went wrong like something that's organic of the forest is probably not going to like that very much. Yeah, absolutely. And that's very much so what's kind of insinuated that he's not, I mean, they flat out said he's neither fairy nor human, but a failure on both. But I mean, it boils down to the fact that this may, that may be integral to the plot, but it's still not his story, at least not this season. And I'm, I love that. Well, see, that's the thing is we're getting his story through Chise. Yeah. But she's the one because it's, well, she is the one that matters, but through learning about her, we are also learning about him. Yep. Because in a lot of ways, they're similar, you know, even if their paths may diverge and be obviously very different, you know, they're similar in a lot of ways. So would you be. I mean, I know you want more of this, but if at the end of this they get to 26 episodes and they actually do a proper ending for it, like what they did with uh, MMO Junkie, like the- if it has a proper ending, I am fine with it. Like if that is the story that they needed to tell, that is fine. Um, but the manga is still ongoing, hundreds of chapters later. Yeah. Okay. So we're just not getting twenty-four episodes. Or no, no. This is a multi-season thing, especially considering how uh, popular this is in Japan, much less through Crunchyroll. Um, the the thing though, is, you can kind of tell with the pacing too. Yeah, it's very slow-paced. Like this is not trying to tell a complete arc. But I mean, like I said, if 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 it was a point where this was the only story that they wanted to put into anime and said, Hey, for the rest of the story, go tell, you know, go watch, go read the manga. As long as it's well done, I'm fine. Like, but that is obviously not where they're going. 
No, this is this is too big of a blockbuster for them to not renew. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> they're they're absolutely not going to get rid of it that easy. Because yeah, the the way I've been looking at it, uh, again going off the whole the, the split that we just had with Act One, Act Two, um, the the first act was planting the seed, world building, and the second act so far has been the seed germinating, if you will, starting to spread its roots. And so just the way they've been pacing it, I'm not going to say it's a slow pace, but it is very gradual, but intended. Yeah, absolutely. It is a story so pace, not a rush. The, the way it has been paced so far into, what is this, 14 episodes now? Yes. Yes. 14 episodes. It, it It's not going to be over in 12 more episodes. No. But they, 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 they would have to pull some some Junie Tyson shitting the bed. And they put up 12 episodes. They've put too much goodwill into this so far, and that would piss off so many people and pretty much doom that entire animation studio if they did that. Oh, like, yeah. Well, there this, is somewhat of a time, not time skip, not a very large time skip, but there's a portion that's like missing of where she's actually training. Well, here's the thing, and this well, is something I caught up on. I think I think it was in episode thirteen, or it may have been episode twelve. It, there are a couple of scenes uh, that are that are montaged in. I think it, I think it's thirteen. It's thirteen, yeah. That shows you this is where the three prequel episodes go. Yep. When, yeah. when they when they get into the whole bit with her reading the storybook for him and everything like that, that fits into episode thirteen's block. Oh, okay. So yeah, go rewatch the OVA if you wanted to know where that fit. Um, it, it's yeah. So there's there's they don't exactly tell how much of a time skip, but there is you know a time skip. I think it's like maybe a couple of months at most because Chise hasn't grown any like physically. Uh, her hair has grown. Yeah, her hair has grown back. So you know you've had months um, push. Um, maybe at most a year. Um, I don't think even that much. No, I, I don't think so. That's that's that is pushing it. But you know, this is not days; it is months. Um, because uh, what's his face? Um, preacher Simon? No, not Simon. Preacher guy, Ainsworth supervisor. Mm, yeah, yeah I, I I know who you talk about, but I can't think of his name either. Yeah, the priest um, with the bad cough. Yeah, the one that can't be a now, rogue. Now I now I want to call him Simon too. <laughs> yeah, like it's something like that. So, but uh, he looked older, like uh, not by a lot, but like a couple extra wrinkles because of having to deal with Einsworth's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and also this cough that will probably eventually kill him. Death flag, death flag, death flag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or at least make him retire. Yeah. Because priests do retire. Absolutely. All right. So anything else on this before we move on into... Watch it. Watch yeah. it. Watch, watch it. it. Watch it. Yes. Oh. If we have not convinced you yet, what is wrong with you? If, if me weeping openly on camera in the pre-show is not enough for you to watch the show, then just I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Are you human? Exactly. All right, so real quick, Dragon Ball Super, episodes 122 
and 123. Or as Raul put it in here, 213. <laughs> <laughs> <And> 113. <laughs> okay. All right. 122 of Dragon Ball Super. The All right. Vegeta episode. Yep. The Vegeta gets his gains, man. Just Oh. Like, so Goku, like, we get this awesome homage to like Western animation. You're you're missing you're missing the that's the only thing separating this from good, the bag, and the ugly. Um, including for no good reason, but I'm not arguing Topo's amazing mustache blowing in the wind. And physically impossible, but Vegeta's gloves ruffling in the wind because we showed Goku's hair and Gi. And so whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, they're like, why why does it everyone looks kind of spread out? Yeah. Grand Priest is like, hey, Zeno, everybody looks hey, all gods. Everybody looks kind of spread out, right? Yeah, everybody looks all spread out. You're right. I'm gonna squish everybody, okay? And uh, the Grand Priest is the villain. Uh <laughs> he's like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna shrink this. That's awesome. Shrink it. You're right. I should shrink this. Whoop. <laughs> and like, this means a lot of things though. I mean, one, obviously we're in end game. Like this is, this is, we're, this is it. We're we got maybe 10 episodes left. Um, and that's if we pull some Frieza level bullshit. Um, Frieza, Frieza, Frieza. which I don't think, I think they've progressed past 10 episodes for five minutes. Um, but I mean, at this point, we're pretty much getting one episode per minute, and we're at eight, seven minutes left. Yeah. Um. So, what after that, and it kind of means that nobody can say anything without anybody else hearing it. So, like, nobody can plan, nobody can plot, like, uh, except for Jiren and um, God of Destruction for Universe Eleven have a psychic link of some kind that they can communicate, but nobody else can. Um, also, I love the look, the universe one God of destruction is sitting now behind universe seven and like gets pushed over there. And this weird ass bug guy's like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> like, <laughs> just that little bit of like, that guy has no idea why he got pushed here. And, but whatever. <laughs> so like, um, all, all the other universes are there. The ones that aren't getting erased. Yeah, uh, one, four, and uh, twelve, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, the one three universes are not getting erased, regardless. Ah. <laughs> like, um, because they're high on the mortal level scale, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit meter. Um, yeah. And like, but, oh my god, Vegeta's development in here, where he's just like, yes, I will so, not stop. This is. So, yeah, everybody's like, oh, no, this is going to be the Vegeta episode, whatever. This is what Vegeta does. This is this is semi-perfect cell all over again. No, this is a Vegeta who has grown, who has learned from his mistakes. Like, he he's like, Goku's like, I'm going to blow up and go Super Saiyan Blue and do like this weird thing and kind of look like Super Saiyan Blue too, but whatever. Um, but Vegeta's like, no, Kakarot, chill. I got this. And... And obviously, in Jiren fashion, he knocks the shit out of him. Yeah. But unlike Goku, he sits and watches the fight between Goku and Jiren. And watches watches how Jiren punches and sees right through it. Jumps right back in front of Goku again, and Ultra Instinct level dodges 
through Jiren's punches to land a solid blow on Jiren. Yeah, and then he realizes that Jiren's not fighting at full power. Yeah, and, and like, and so he starts charging up a blue final flash, and Vegeta's like, Come on, you let Goku hit you with the spirit bomb, and after all of this crap that you're talking about me, you're not gonna dodge this, are you? Jiren's like, nah, come on. And Vegeta launches and does his final flash, and it's the animation is just amazing. Yes, it is. And actually, Jiren's like, oh shit, and gets knocked, like, gets knocked down from it. And then, like, obviously gets back up because, you know, that would be a pointless and Juni Tyson level anticlimactic ending. And <laughs> Jaren has this really cool signature move where, like, he pushes an energy ball around you and just shocks the shit out of you with it. And it's obviously him. It's obviously him as a pride trooper. This is how you detain criminals. Like, this is uh, this is not a killing blow. He does not kill with this. He kills by doing a thousand punches per second. <laughs> but this is his detention cell, and he does that to Vegeta. Vegeta gets knocked out. Um, and then the episode and, ends. Episode and the episode ends. But I do want to talk about the other fighters really quick. Gohan and Seventeen are to- uh, are are teaming up against Toppo. And. There's a cool little climax on that one in the next episode where 17's like, why are you trying to fight with me? Like, cause Gohan's trying to match, you know, fight, you know, alongside him. 17's like, dude, we've never fought together. Why are you trying to fight with me? Like I'm 18, like you're, like you're 18, do your thing. I'll do mine. If you see an opening, we'll work on it. So 17 grabs, well, makes Topo grab him. And then does his um, shield, and then's like, "Hey, Gohan, now is that time I was talking about?" <laughs> and, and a Kamehameha almost knocks them both pinball, uh, pinball style off of the edge. Um, just, just barely stopped. Mm-hmm. And Topo's like, "Oh wait, oh crap, maybe I should not underestimate these guys anymore." Yeah. But the best thing, the best thing in these two episodes is not Vegeta, my favorite character, getting you know getting his awesome thing which we'll talk about in a second is frieza versus dispo the tricks rabbit he's like jumping around doing his fastest in all of the universes thing um and frieza just but starts that's thing. i really wanted a birder shout out like i had a guy who said that once i ruled him <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, so he's like, so he smacks Topo or uh, Dispo once with his tail. He's like, ha, tails are great things. And Dispo's like, you know what? I agree. Grabs him by the tail and just does his light speed thing, smashing him through rocks and mountains and it just wrecking Frieza's shit. And I loved watching that. (laughs) Yeah. And then Frieza just like shakes it off. Yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, Frieza being Frieza, like, yeah, that that was mildly inconvenience. Now I'm over here as opposed to there. Are you quite done, you rabbit? <laughs> and uh, then we go. Well, that 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 is going into uh, one twenty three, where oh my god, Goku just goes yeah. completely full. Uh, well, goes all out, and then he's like, oh wow, that's the strongest punch I've ever been hit with. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Goku's just like, like, oh, crap. 
So, yeah. And then, yeah, Jiren actually gets pushed back by Goku because Goku's freaking out because, remember, they may not touch on it, but they have been friends now for 15 years going on. <laughs> like, they, Vegeta and Goku have been together for a long-ass time. And Goku showing off his... Uh... His uniqueness, not uniqueness, his uh, str- uh, strategic size by planting the key bombs. Yeah, god level key bombs on the ground, trying to plant little mine uh, landmines for Jiren. And Jiren, of course, just shrugs them off. Yeah, and then using the the destructo disc. Yeah, so it's a nice move you have there, Krillin. It would be a shame if somebody stole it. <laughs> but he like he just doesn't throw one. He throws one and it splits off. Well, that's what Krillin did during their training session mm. was the Hexblade uh, Destructo Disc. And Goku steals the shit out of that. <laughs> this yeah. is mine now, Krillin. Sorry. And then he brings it back around. Krillin, of course, is completely cool with this. Like, hey, that's my move. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he has. That, that, that's the ultimate sign of recognition. He yeah. finally recognizes me. He's so noticed me and stole yeah. my attack. Take that, Tian Shan. Right. <laughs> um, and then they knock Chicha, down one doing? of the uh, tall rocks right over the uh, over the edge of the arena. Yeah. And during like this is over, the destructor disc comes, chops. Yeah. Jiren, uh, kind of taunting goku like yeah i'm at the edge of this thing now there's no way you can stop me and then a, and then a kianzan just comes by and just slices the shit out of that one and then jiren it's this moment of note this moment of clarity like i cannot fuck around anymore <laughs> and just and this like dragon ball is very rarely purely silent watching jiren power up like that very quick power up no music, nothing. Just Jiren's face. Look that look of fuck. I have to actually try. <laughs> <laughs> and then a, a a very quick roar and just gets back up on the stage. Um, and then he's not even trying to dodge the uh, the the key bombs. He's just walking through it. Like yeah, Jiren Terminator walking through those key, those god level key bombs. By the way, played played uh, placed in blue form. So god energy. <laughs> Cool guys don't look at explosions. Exactly. Walk right through them. And yeah, he, then, he just he just bamped right through those. Um, ah, Carrie broke the screen. <laughs> uh, and so we get back and he gets back there and um, Goku's like, all right, Vegeta gets up. Shit, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And then we get this really cool scene of Goku actually going full blown, uh, full Kaioken blue. And Vegeta is like, you know what? I have power now too. Good old uh, Zenkai boost. You get perfect, you get blue perfected, which is only seen in the manga so far, but it is crystal blue. Um, in the manga, Super Saiyan Blue is barely controllable. Like it, it. The fact that Vegeta and Goku can control it is astounding. Um, it's almost like they're the protagonists. Exactly. Yeah. Perfected Blue is being able to hold those, hold that God power, and actually make it, you know, stable. 
actual full, you know, fully using that ability. Basically, it's ultimate Super Saiyan, just not, you know, bulky and beefy and ridiculous. It's perfected Super Saiyan 2, which was what which is the pure Super Saiyan, basically. Hmm. Um All right. so and, and then they Vegeta start at it. They, they 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 tag team. Yeah, in a way that people who have been fighting together for 15 years can do. <laughs> and Jiren's like, oh, by the way, uh, Jiren acknowledged Vegeta as a fighter, which was great. And, of course, the Zenos were being stupid. <laughs> who doesn't? Um, apparently dub watchers, because her voice, is actually kind of, I, her voice is actually kind of great for them, but just their character is just wretched. Um. So yeah, we're gonna um, preview for next episode is Gohan and Frieza teaming up. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's it's not gonna be focused on this amazing fight that they teased us for the last two three episodes. So. Uh, now for something completely different, Gohan and, and now Frieza. Now for something completely different, Gohan and Frieza, the world's greatest tag team. So it's going to come down. It, it's going to be Goku, Vegeta, and Jiren. I'm still saying we're gonna get a fusion. I still think we're gonna get a Vegito or a Gogeta um, cannon. Yeah, I, I, that is what I. That is kind of what they're leading this up to is putting Goku on Vegeta's level. Or yeah, uh, I mean, kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh, putting Vegeta up to Goku at least for Kaioken Blue. I honestly think we're gonna get Gogeta um, oh, that would in be canon. A... Holy shit! Okay. Oh, okay. So can't wait for this right. episode. Yes. Um, really quick on this one. Cause I cannot spoil this. Um, in a Yashiki or in a Yashiki. Um, it's on Amazon. Kagame. Kagame. Yasha. I thought it was that too. I thought it was just something like that. No, it is not. <laughs> it is something completely different. Yes. Um, so, uh, long, uh, anime strike is dead. Long live Amazon prime. <laughs> Um, oh yeah i mean don't put that behind another paywall double paywall um but so anime strike died and all the things that were on anime strike got put to your amazon prime uh membership uh so i have listened and watched a lot about this anime in a yashiki in a yashiki in a whatever um in in a yashiki um it's one of those weird like we're in fascist and syllable things um and I wanted to watch it, but there was no way in hell I was going to do Amazon's stupidness about it. And they're like, hey, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. Um, so I started watching this. And you remember, what, 10, 20, uh, 10 minutes ago now when I was talking about the human experience through magic? Uh, the human experience through robots is this. Ooh. So you want to... All right, so this show, um, if you are easily triggered in any way, shape, or form, I don't think I can. I don't think I can have you watch this show. Um, it is they are not against showing the dark sides of things, including rape, molestation of potentially high school girls, um, but. You know, it, it, there's this old man who is has this weird Jesus complex about things, and his how he feels alive is by saving people. 
And you have this kid who, how he feels alive is by killing people. Um, they get their powers through something that has never touched on before, or again, from what I understand. Um, these two are walking, happen to be walking in the same forest where an alien spaceship crash, almost crash lands into Earth, only smashing these two. The, the aliens go, wait, we weren't supposed to turn left here. You're right. Wait, we killed two people. Um, 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 we can rebuild them. We'll let them. We can Close do beam. Wait, all we have are weapons units. Whatever. We're just going to go. That'll destroy this planet. That's fine. We didn't do it. Bye. <laughs> I need to watch this <laughs> like now. And, and like, apparently from what I understand, that's never paid off. <laughs> like those aliens existing are there strictly as literal deus ex machina. These two, this old man and his dickhead teenager. Um, so like the, it is literally an old man. Like he doesn't de-age, like he's a grandpa and they are no against like, oh, my back hurts. He wakes up as a robot. Like, man, my back doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> um, I don't understand what goes on. And then he like hits his head on something and like his head pops open and then there's robots inside. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah. is very understandably disoriented at this whole thing. <laughs> the kid, he's like, cool. I'm a robot now. I'm going to kill people. And that's, that's your setup. Um, they, they find out that they can rebuild cellular structure, even down to like a cancer level and stuff like that, where in a Yashiki does this goes through and uh, Spider-Man's into a, into, into the cancer uh, ward of a hospital, heals all the people, sees a doctor come by and then Spider-Man and Batman's out. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's weird. And, great and like the animation is amazing i thought it was uh, i honestly thought it was the same studio that did um attack on titans animation no like this is pretty much what they this the studio has done and um we're never gonna get season two because the mangaka is re it's going on right now but the mangaka is basically kind of like you know i don't think i'm gonna continue that story um and i yeah. will tell you what is happening though yeah, it's getting a live action movie. Yeah, it is. It's I um, you know who's playing the asshole kid? Who? One of my favorite Japanese actors, a Toku alum, and the guy who played Rurouni Kenshin, Sato Wait, Takaru. Really? Really? I'm okay with that. I liked him that as I, I liked him as Kenshin. Like okay, the Kenshin this kid live is action a was actually phenomenal good. actor. It was real good. Yeah, the Rurouni Kenshin live live action movie was surprisingly good yeah like i don't need the toku qualifier sato takeru is one of my favorite actors it's just it's just it's really really bizarre and a fantastic thing and just kind of like i said you you live you live humanity through this old man and who is just the sweetest guy until you piss him off and hell hath no fury like an old half naked man scorned uh, um apparently at one point in time he sings the astro boy theme yeah he do uh, <laughs> well he watches him and the dick hole dick dick hole teenager whatever um uh meet up and he take and the teenager takes off flying and the old man's like i have to save these people i have to save these people but i'm not going to get there on time again uh uh the kid flew so can i how can i fly how can i fly how can i fly and just starts singing the astro boy theme 
and that's oh. how he takes off. Okay, I, I I think I'm 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 you you've sold me, CJ. <laughs> I've suddenly got I've suddenly got Sky Show stuck in my head. Oh, it's okay. Sky Show. It's, it is amazing, and it is a sin that it was hidden behind a double paywall. And I'm so glad that it is not anymore. Um, I can't like once you guys are done watching it, if you watch it, like I would be glad to do a full a full season on it. But like me giving you what I've given you is basically just trying to sell you on the anime, and it is one thousand percent worth watching. Um, and that is uh, that's Inuyashiki, Inuyashiki, Inuyashiki. <laughs> okay. Inuyashiki. <laughs> uh, we've gone a little bit long. Yeah, we have. Um, so I just I just want to call this out really quick because um, I, I like my fluffy fun shows. I like my comfy shows. Elegant Yokai Apartment Life is one that I've been wanting to watch for some time and our roommate finally got started on it. So I'm like, fine, I'll watch it. It's really cute, you guys. It is. It's a show about kid who lives in an apartment with a bunch of yokai and i'm i'm a sucker for yokai folklore to begin with and it's just if you want something to relax and have fun and you don't necessarily want super saccharine fluff time like card captor sakura but you want something that you just feel happy watching go watch a yokai apartment yay and josh has a couple yeah. to reference real quick yeah Something got added to Crunchyroll re- recently that I was surprised to discover and very happy about. Giver, the bio-boosted armor. This is a early 90s era anime that we in the States got a very brief snippet of in the form of the sci-fi movie Giver, Dark Hero. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's the anime that that interesting live-action movie and its sequel are based off of. I was really happy to see it up there because I've always wanted to watch it but never really had the means to do so. And so I've watched the first four or five episodes now and it's real good. It's a little on the violent side but not as bad as its early 2000s reboot Guyver Out of Control which is the one that I had falsely uh misappropriated the title of hyper violence too so mm-hmm. carrie might actually be able to watch this one i don't know it does however have the most ill-appropriated ending theme on the planet <laughs> sung by this chick going by the moniker bonnie pink cotton candy jeez it's a trip that, that sounds like some jojo level bullshit right there <laughs> Um, the other thing I've been watching recently, which is absolutely fantastic, was actually an anime from last season called Blood Blockade Battlefront. Try saying that three times fast. Yeah, that sounds difficult. Um, I can't say Inuyashiki. <laughs> you just did. Inuyashiki. <laughs> it is a very interesting series with a pretty straightforward, slightly tropey precedence of the fact that, oh, hey, this gateway to the other world opened up in the middle of New York City, threw up a mushroom cloud-shaped fog barrier that blocks most things from getting through, but not everything. 
like it's shown blowing up planes and shit like that and giant tentacle monsters attacking stuff but apparently people can just move in and out like the protagonist huh uh but what makes the protagonist interesting well what makes the protagonist interesting as you find out through the first couple of episodes is while he is not a completely normal individual he is the most normal individual in the series because you you have eldritch horrors and ghosts and monsters walking around what is now known as hell's landing i think hell 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 salem's lot hell salem's lot yes it's no longer new york city because basically the other side and mortal realm have mashed together into this clusterfuck um but yeah, so this guy moves to Hell Salem's lot uh, with his family in the hopes of being able to cure his paralyzed sister's legs. Okay. And this thing shows up out of nowhere and offers a deal. Dun-dun. And the sister actually jumps forward to take the shit end of the stick so that brother, the protagonist, can get the all-seeing eyes of the gods. Huh. And that is the only thing that makes him more than ordinary, is the fact that he can see shit nobody else can see. But everybody else in the series are these crazy-ass supermen with crazy-ass powers that I absolutely love, fighting off giant monstrosities and things like that. And it's, it's a real good show. And it has what is quite possibly one of the best opening themes I've ever heard. This thing called Hello World by Bump of Chicken. I mean, you had me a Bump of Chicken. It's a real damn good song. And the ending theme is equally as glorious in all its pseudo jazzy goodness. <laughs> it's a dance I'll- sequence ending. I love Japanese dance sequence endings. Like those are great. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, the, the protagonist gonna... kid is straight up done up like a blues brother. It's amazing. Nice. And there's two seasons of it, as I'm seeing. Uh, well, we've got one through twelve now, and I'm guessing the second season will be coming up sometime this year. Uh, it's there. Thirteen plus. Okay, that's good news. More stuff uh... for me to watch. DJ, <laughs> if you love dancing and sequences, I have a video to link you after the episode. Because it's nice. Blood Blockade Battlefront and then Blood Blockade Battlefront and Beyond. Okay. Well, of course! Because <laughs> they had to fit another B word in there somewhere. But uh, yeah. The, it's the next one's going to be just bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real interesting show, real interesting premises. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go for it. I love all of the characters so far including German Wolfman dude. He has some magnificent sideburns. Nice. They are the most magnificent sideburns, and he is a fucking brilliant-ass motherfucker playing a supernatural super chess for 99 hours straight. Okay. (laughs) It's an episode. It's interesting. But yeah, uh, picture a version of chess where the longer the game goes on... Uh, more boards are added and the pieces can evolve. Dun, 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 dun. It's, uh, it's, it's real weird, but I kind of wouldn't mind seeing an actual word version of that because that sounds kind of fucking awesome. I equip my queen with a, another queen. Um, but yeah, overall, it's it's real good show, real good music, real good animation quality. Uh, it's definitely shown in bullshit, but not quite 
that the same because you're de- you're dealing with your 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 main character, your protagonist being the most ordinary out of extraordinary people. That's fair. Um, that's dude. It's real interesting. Like I was looking at it. Um, I just never got around to watching it. <laughs> yeah, just like just give the first two episodes a shot, and if that doesn't hook you, I got nothing else to say on the matter. Oh man! All right. Aren't first episode uh, shows always the longest because we gotta like set well, them up and talk about them? And yeah, then... especially in a case like this where we kind of have to give. I mean, like I, I made the comment earlier of you know explaining things for a primarily American audience. You know, us. Uh, you know, Josh and I swooning over the fact that this is made by a studio called Trigger is not going to do anything for say a Dale like giving them a pedigree, something that they can go back and watch is, you know, kind of necessary for this. It's yeah. all part of the process. Anime is not just like, Hey, agents of shield has another season going on. Yeah. Go, like go listen to small screens, pull show. Yes. Talk about the, yeah, of agents of shield. <laughs> All right, uh, so you can get in touch with us, geekioshowgmail.com. Just put uh, anime somewhere in the subject line. All of our social media, we're all over the place. Just look up uh, slash geekioshow on pretty much any media. You'll get to us. If you want to give us a voicemail, you can do so. 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-GEEK. And once again, thank you to Mr. Jonathan Young, who has listened to my intro, and he actually says he likes the fact that it jumps around a bit. Um, so that made me happy <laughs> for letting me butcher his uh, amazing music. All right, guys. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 I was wondering why it was so hot in, 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 in the room. We love you, Dale. Yeah, yeah, yeah.